Welcome back to another episode of the One Percenter Podcast with Dave and Nurse, where we pour into ourselves 1% daily so that we can pour into others. And today's guest, let me tell you, he is a game changer, one of the coolest, most inspirational, most motivational lifestylists that I have ever been around. I'm an optimization nut, a biohacking nut, and when I'm constantly following this guy and learning from this guy, that's when you really know it's saying something. Our guest today has literally done everything. Over the past 22 years, he has been developing and refining the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of health and spirituality at the same time embracing the technology and modern conveniences of urban living. Who is he? He is Luke Story, former Hollywood celebrity fashion stylist, motivational speaker, kundalini yoga and meditation teacher, and world-class biohacker, and, and host of one of the top podcasts out there, the Lifestylist Podcast with Luke Story. So in this episode of the One Percenter Podcast, we're going to dive deep into the top five optimization categories that I personally break down for NBA players, and Luke is going to give his in-depth research and knowledge that he knows in sleep, nutrition, longevity, recovery, character, the subconscious. So you're going to learn what athletes do, NBA players can do at the highest level, but also for yourself. And let me tell you, Luke goes super in-depth. We'll talk about what gets him out of bed every morning, what motivates him, his story of overcoming just drastic obstacles and being at the lowest of low and now being able to live the life that he wants to live without caring how anybody else wants to live it. So I won't talk too much here because right from the start, Luke is going to hit you with a bang and it is just chock full of absolute knowledge that you can take away from today that you can learn and implement in your life to live 1% improvement daily. Luke's story, 1%er podcast, buckle up. It's gonna be a great one. Here we go. Let's roll with the One Percenter Podcast with David Nurse and my guest, Luke Story. And Luke, you absolutely live the lifestyle that I try to teach NBA players. Where did you come just before we jumped on this podcast? What did you get out of doing? Oh, my God, dude. What a day I've had. Um, <laughs> well, right before we right started. Before, I'm just talking right before. I got in a 31 degrees ice bath. Boom. Yeah, Beautiful. for that was a short one. That was only about maybe five, eight minutes or something like that. Usually I'll do 10 or 15 okay. minutes. It's easier right now because it's a really hot day and it's sunny in my backyard. And I was actually pretty hot when you guys showed up. But I'll go out there and do it at night when it's 40, 50 degrees out. That's a little more challenging. Yeah. But um, to me, that's just, it's the best natural high, the best way to get your head right. It's a meditation. And so sometimes I'll do like what I just did up there. I ran my Instagram stories. I tried to do a live, but I didn't have the bandwidth for it. So I did a story and I'm like, okay, I'll, you guys, I'm going to test myself and see if I can like talk to the camera, talk to the wow, people at home. Yeah, without getting all hyperactive. Because yeah. when you get an ice bath, sometimes you'll be, <laughs> you start freaking <laughs> out. Yours is freezing cold. So I, I like to test myself and put myself on blast in front of, you know, the, the crowd, so to speak, and just to see if I can really remain calm and control my nervous system but yeah i've done a lot of self-care things today you know oh, that being one of them see that's what i really respect about you like a lot of people will talk about it and preach it but not a whole lot of people live it and that's what the nba players that's what i'm really big on like if i'm going to teach them how to optimize their their mind and their body i'm going to absolutely live everything that i'm doing and you do that better than anybody that i've ever seen 
So I've been, I mean, I've listened to all your stuff, follow you, like stalking you, basically stalking you. Good. But <laughs> I welcome anyone to stalk me. No, in a good way, but yeah. like everything that you do, like the poisonous frog in the Amazon, the neural feedback chamber, like is, is that your your way of being able to be like, hey, this is how I'm going to teach everybody else, so I'm going to go through it myself? Well, you is know that what, kind of the premise? Yeah, you know what it is, man, is that, like I was telling you a bit before we started recording, I did not have a happy childhood. It was pretty rough. When I was mm-hmm. a teenager, I was a really wild kid, got in a lot of trouble. And I moved to Hollywood when I was 19. And I really just did a number on myself and just wrecked my life, just burned my life to the ground. Very self-destructive. I mean, don't I'm not going to lie. I had some fun. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it wasn't yes. all bad. But Hollywood I just, at 19? Yeah, yeah I moved here when I was 19, fun. got an apartment. I mean, it was it was <laughs> madness. But by the time I was 26, I was just in a really dark place. I was... I was 135 pounds. I'm 6'2". I think I'm 185 now, and I'm oh, like pretty wow. healthy weight. Yeah. So, you know, I was just in really, really bad shape, um, horrible addiction issues and just emotional problems and things like that. So uh, when I was really saved at 26 years old, not in a religious sense, but definitely in a spiritual sense, just something happened in my life, and I was transformed forever from that moment. And devoted my life to um, pursuing a spiritual way of living, including meditating and all of the things that one can do to stay Mm -hmm. close to whatever created them, you know? And so I knew uh, in that moment that my life had more purpose than that, and I really had a desire to be healed of all of these physical problems, the addictions, um, and also just the way that I felt and the way that I thought, the way that I experienced world, the world was just so negative. And so... I started doing all the things, and back then it was, you know, in the health world, infrared saunas were really big, and um, colonics, and doing different fasts and stuff, and getting into herbalism, and this would have been the the mid to late 90s, and as I said, learning to meditate, and and trying all different um, aspects of mysticism and spirituality, and anything I could find, whether it was from religion, or just esoteric spiritual teachings, anything, the 12 steps, um, therapy, all this kind of stuff. And um, what I found was that I just became, I kind of switched from some of the more negative obsessions I had into positive ones. And to this day, I mean, I'm just I'm just constantly working on healing myself and bettering myself, whether that be mindset, performance, health, happiness, relationships, anything I find in my life that needs some work, I find the biggest experts and I start working on it. And so it's like, I started doing it just to heal myself, but along the way, as I started to have some success in these different areas and finding different teachings and modalities, I started to share some of these things with friends and family, and then they would apply them, and it would work for them, and they would heal themselves. And so I never have really thought of calling myself like a healer, because it just sounds weird to me, you know, (laughs) and no offense to any healers. I work with some amazing healers, but... I don't put hands on people. It's, you know, like it's not my path in that sense. But now uh, with my podcast and different work that I do, I'm in a position to do exactly what you said. And that is go discover truths, apply them, see if they have any validity. And if they do, then I share them with as many people that want to learn. And then those people can go apply them to their lives. And it's just, it's a really cool 
um, gift of a life that I've been able to carve out because much of my time is spent just finding ways to get better. And, uh, you know, I've managed to turn that into a career and a business, which is, I mean, I just can't believe it sometimes. Awesome. And even some of my friends are like, dude, do you, do you work? Like, how do you, <laughs> I'm like this, it sounds funny, but this is my, like going yeah. to getting the ice bath today. Sure. I could just go do that for myself, but I put it on Instagram just so I can show people, Hey, this is really good for you. It can be fun. It's really good for depression and anxiety. It's really good for your mindset. Um, and, and not to mention, you know, uh, recovering from, physical exertion and inflammation, all that stuff in the sports world. People are pretty familiar with, you know, using cold therapy and hot therapy, but I use it more as like a meditation, as I said. So, you know, I go on it, I go do my ice bath, but that's an Instagram post that could help thousands of people that are like, what? Cold water is good for you? They might have never heard of that. Exactly. You know, and I, rather than just being like some nutty guy that's trying to torture myself, they see how happy I am and what a great day I'm having afterward doing these recordings and, Maybe they'll go build an ice bath in their backyard or find a cold plunge at their local spa or whatever the case may be. See, that's what that's what your aura just brings. Like everybody that I talked to before coming here is just like, Oh yeah, man, Luke's the man. He's his positive mindset and just the way he lives his life. And I can see it. It like oozes out of you. And that's when you're saying, Hey, I'm gonna live all this stuff so I can show others. It's you using the gifts that you've been given, the mindset you've been given, and be able to pour into others, pouring into yourself to make yourself what I call the one percenter. So you're improving yourself physically or mentally one uh, percent daily, not for your own personal gain, like, hey, look at me, this is my success of the world, but it's so you're able to pour out into others. And that's what you're able to do. So I don't know what happened when you were 26 years old to be able to make that mindset shift. And that's what I'll talk to a lot of MBA guys about, or when I go speak, it's all about how do you make a mindset shift? Because a lot of people, as you know, are going through life in a in a bad spot, in very negative, uh, just down type of spot. But how how do you give them the hope? How do you give them the the purpose, the passion to be able to make a mindset shift and live each day looking at it like, man, I get to go to work and do this instead of I have to go to yeah. this job. Like, yeah. it's tough. And it seems like you've ultimately been able to do that somehow. Well, I'll be honest, man. There are certain tasks throughout the day that I'm like, man, I have to do this seriously. <laughs> you know, we all have those Trust. things, right? There's there's the fun part of a career and then there's the admin side and the management side and, you know, figuring out time, you know, what to do with your time, what to do first. I mean, I, I do definitely struggle at times with just kind of uh, overwhelm and just having so yeah. much going on, it's yeah. hard to keep up with. So it's not all fun and games, but um, back to where it started and just, I think having the motivation to change for me was just pain straight up. And the life that I led earlier in life was just so based on survival that I became a very self-centered person, yep. extremely narcissistic, completely selfish. I was only looking out for me all the time. I lived literally like an animal. I mean, like you watch like a dog on the street that's just like, <laughs> you know, what can I eat or what can I procreate with? And that was, that's how I lived. And there's, there's nothing wrong with dogs. There's nothing wrong with humans that are at that level of consciousness, but that level leads to a lot of dissatisfaction and, and grief eventually, you know? And so as I started to unravel all of my uh, trauma and really start to get help with that stuff and to 
learn about spiritual principles, I started to really discover how my selfishness was hurting me so much and holding me back in terms of my ability to create something in the world and to add value and to have a life that had some meaning and some purpose in a life where you do actually wake up and go, cool, man, what's today going to bring and not be faking it? And what the key has been for me has been really learning the importance of service and that if my life is about getting what I want and fulfilling my needs, I'm never going to feel fulfilled. And that the fulfillment comes in serving others in small ways even, right? I mean, just... It's to helping the little old lady across the street when no one's looking. Exactly. You know, that stuff. That's just the, to use a really corny analogy. Yeah. But on the other side of that, also, you can't transmit what you haven't got. And yeah. so I can't, well, I choose not to spiritually bypass the work that I have to do to just go be a do-gooder and be, you know, Pollyanna about it. Like, I'm going to be a really nice guy and be of service. That doesn't work either because... I think that it's really important that we all go through our dark nights of the soul, however dark those might be for each person. Mine are pretty dark. I know a lot of friends that have had way rougher times than I ever did and have served time and all kinds of stuff that I never experienced. But for me, my dark times were dark, and I still go through them sometimes. And when I do, I think what's important for me is to find the value in it and to find the lesson in it so that I can transmute that sometimes painful experience into something that's going to build my character. So then I can take that and I actually have something to carry to someone else. You know, so I go through a divorce. I go through losing a company. I go through whatever it is. And then I meet you. We become friends. You're going through that. And I'm like, hey, I got I got that's you it. because yeah. I've been there. Right. Yeah. There's a there's a camaraderie and an empathy there. And there's a sincere desire to help other people because you know that. In the in the large scheme of things, I, you know, I don't want to get too like. No, I love. Where I don't want to get too man. far out, but in my worldview, well, it's not even mine, but the worldview that seems to resonate with me that I've learned from different places is that everything is in fact one. That there is really no separation in consciousness. In the physical level, you and I are, are different and we're separate, right? You have mm-hmm. your story, your life, your body, your whole experience, but consciousness is all joined together, and so. As I serve you and help you in any way, I'm immediately and inherently and automatically helping myself. And by like measure, any time that I'm knowingly or unknowingly hurting someone else, selfishly or um, or um, even through anger or anything like that, revenge, um, any sort of hostility, that there's a temporary satisfaction in that I'm getting... I'm getting back at them or I'm making them pay or I'm punishing someone, but really I'm immediately hurting myself, you know? So it's like you get in a bar fight, you punch someone in the face. You are literally punching yourself in the face (laughs) at the very exact same time in, in terms of consciousness, you know? So on the karmic wheel, there's not like, Oh, if I do something bad, I'm going to pay later. Or if I do something good, I'm going to have good karma. And in 10 years from now, someone's going to do me right karma is instantaneous Mm -hmm. and so when you start to understand that karma is a living breathing thing that happens in the now not something that happens later then being of service and living for other people starts to become your deepest passion and that's what's continuing to happen for me that's not to say i don't worry about my own you know where am i going to get a house where's my money you know i i'm a human dude trust me i'm not enlightened by any stretch But I am making a little bit of progress towards seeing that 
you can get what you want and at the same time serve other people. And that's something that's really neat in terms of social media and online marketing now too, is that people like me create content because we are passionate about that content. We want to share knowledge. And when you get a bunch of other people to pay attention to that content you're creating and to consume that content, ultimately you end up getting paid for it. For sure. Which is a really exciting kind of relatively new business model, right? So it's not like I make a product that I have to now advertise for. It's that I discover things and I share them and then I get paid to share them with people. Man, you, you, know? you just hit so cool. many gold points right there. And that's I mean, why you are the ultimate lifestylist because you live the life that others want to live without caring how others want you to live it. Like one thing that's really attractive <laughs> yeah. about you. I'm willing to be the weirdo. <laughs> exactly. But that's but that that's what I love doing and it's yeah. and I can tell you do too. And it's it's really attractive about you is you don't care what others think. You don't care what others say. You almost want to go like I do. If if everybody's going one way, like my rule in life is run the other way. Right. Because I mean, even you talking about like most people are gonna look at a situation and think man, woe is me, why'd this happen to me, this is, the world's against me. But if you look at it like you do with your pain for purpose, then that pain's not pain, and the struggle's not struggle. Like, you gain, you learn, and if you're constantly learning, you're able to then pour into others, which you've absolutely done to the highest level, not just in the biohacking, which, by the way, you were biohacking before anybody else was biohacking, before the term became sexy, before it was like, keto is keto now, but you were biohacking back in the day, which I have a lot of respect for. But what I'm saying is your ability to mindset shift anything that's negative, and sure, there's going to be negative times, and I'm sure you still have those throughout the day, but to turn it into a positive, like if people can take that from this podcast or anything throughout their life, throughout their day, I mean, they're just going to have, they're just going to enjoy life and enjoy what they do. Because it's not always about, it's not always about doing the whatever coolest thing or whatever it might be as society sees it. But what if you could wake up every single day with ultimate joy, like excited to attack the day, with passion for what you do, whatever it is you do, and just be passionate about it, and then confidence in who you are, and just have that confidence that, man, I have this gift for a reason, and I'm going to absolutely serve others through that gift. And I think you hit, you like, you like literally hit that nail on the head, and I know it's it's been a long time coming, like we were talking about earlier, like... Yeah, I didn't get all this crazy cool stuff just like that. And that's what people don't understand either. It's like one of my favorite quotes is it takes it takes 10 years to make it overnight success. Oh, my God. That's great. That's I wish great. I wish I could say that. I thought of it. But. Well, it's funny because I was just talking to a friend of mine a couple of days ago and uh, – they were like it was it was my friend that was like dude do you work like i'm over here like you know yeah. really pushing to make a buck and and make my stuff happen and you're taking ice baths all day like what <laughs> what's the deal and i had to explain to them i said well you're you're you know it'd be hard for a podcast listener to see but you know i'm holding my hands out far apart like say this is a, a span of time right here this is three feet that is in my hands you're seeing one inch of time, yes. which is me yes. in the past three years where I've made this lifestylist career, but you're not seeing the other 30 years that I was working 14 hour days as a fashion stylist in Hollywood. And I know that doesn't sound like hard work to most people listening, but it is. Oh, I know. Yeah. You're on set, you're oh, grinding and grinding the amount of stress when you're dealing with celebrities and the yeah. Hollywood machine. It is so stressful. And then I started a fashion school, which I still own. Dude, we did eight different cities. 
teaching, you know, 50 students at a time. Some of our classes were nine days. I mean, we were like a traveling circus. And I was doing that while I was styling all these celebrities. I mean, I was grinding and grinding for years and years and years to get to the point now where, you know, I have a great team running the other business and I don't have to devote as much time. Um, a lot of the things I do now are more of a passive income model rather than trading hours for dollars. But I had to read so many books and listen to so many business podcasts and really understand marketing and start to leverage my time and all of that. So it it really is just like, a sh it's like one second of my whole 48 years that I've been here that I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to have a little more freedom to move. But going back to the, the more important part of freedom, as you mentioned, not caring what people think. And, you know, I want to say, I'm still a person and I still got an ego and I still, of course, care what people think. It's just that it doesn't control me as much yeah, as it used that's to. That's a good point, yeah. So... Yeah, when I walk in a place, I have the those self-centered thoughts like, do I look okay? Does do people like me? Am I going to be accepted here? Every human being has a need to be accepted by their tribe, whether yep. it's their tribe or a tribe that they're trying to enter into temporarily or long term. Yeah. It's one of the most powerful human drives is the need to fit in because evolutionarily speaking, if we didn't fit into our tribe and we were ostracized by our tribe, we would literally be subject to death by predation or weather right and so we need other people emotionally yeah. physically so i definitely want people to like me i want people to think i'm good looking funny smart all that i think you are well thank I you i think you're all those you got them nailed but, yeah. but let me be honest though <laughs> i'm just i'm just being honest i'm just no, being no, real for sure for sure in any human being that's still incarnated in a body that says, I don't, I don't care what anyone thinks. No, we all care a little yeah. bit. But for me, the goal is to make progress where I care less and less. And I, and I can know that as long as I'm not, if I'm living my life within the confines of some social boundaries where I'm not being terribly offensive to other people and acting too crazy where it makes other people feel, you know, uneasy, which I've done at times in the past because I just stopped caring what people thought and <laughs> I got a little too free at times True, and maybe yeah. I might be around someone that doesn't appreciate swearing and I swear like a sailor and later on someone tells me like, dude, they don't really like it when people talk like that. It makes people uncomfortable and I go, oh, darn. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me adjust my behavior. So, what I'm saying is there's a sweet spot in the middle where you can just do you and just be your wacky self, sure. but also you don't want to step on toes and make people uncomfortable, and that's the balance I'm trying to find. That said, I'm the guy who goes to LAX, you know, and goes out into the little doggy smoking area and takes my shirt off in the sun and does breath work for a half an hour <laughs> and does some kundalini mantras and stuff while everyone else is just there you know, doing whatever they're doing. And I look like a complete psycho and I give zero Fs because this is my life and God gave me my life and I'm going to live it how I want. Thank and you. I want to do what makes me feel free and doing breath work in the sun with my shirt off makes me feel free. Now, if there were some little kids and their mom, you know, if it was like a situation like that where people are going to super freaked out. But generally speaking, I think for me, I like to celebrate that the freedom of the addiction to approval because my whole life prior to, well, it's been quite a few years now I've been working into this, but most of my early life, I was so addicted to approval and I just 
was so starving for attention and I just wanted to be liked so much. I was a huge people pleaser and Mm -hmm. I would do anything just to get people to approve of me, dress a certain way, talk a certain way. I was like a total social chameleon because I had such low self-worth that I didn't think anyone could love or accept me for who I was. And as I started to live a life of service and do the things we've been talking about, I've slowly began to care about myself more, to love myself more, accept me for who I am, the good, bad, and ugly parts of me. And there are plenty of all those. And in so doing, my self-worth and my self-esteem is more intact within me. So I don't have so much need to get it from elsewhere. Still need it a little bit. I like having a popular podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you need it. Of course. Likewise. And I also just do my thing. Yeah. And I don't give a shit. You know, I I go on social media. I keep it real. I'm authentic. Yes. I'm just me. And it feels so good to be free because I lived in such a prison before where I had to be high or I had to be drunk to be myself or yep. I had to show someone how successful I was or the, if I was that I worked with celebrities or did this or I played in a band or all the different things that I've done to kind of boost up my self-esteem and get people to like me. Or just, you know, try and toe the line and act normal when I'm, I'm not normal. I'm an outlier. I'm a fringe dweller. I don't think about things the way a lot of people think about them. I don't take anything at face value. I get behind everything and I look at it from all angles. And I'm talking about politics and everything else. I don't know very many people that think about things in the way that I do. See? And that's and what makes you really, really genuine in who you are. Well, I appreciate that. So it's it's fun to talk about because yeah. it's fun to like reinforce it within myself and know like it's you're all right Luke just keep doing what you're doing you're helping people you're making a difference yeah. and you're learning how to be you and and not to be in that prison of self consciousness dude Luke what you do is you make people feel so comfortable you're comfortable in your own skin that you make other people feel really comfortable around them this is the first time I met you in person I feel a hundred percent comfortable and I'll use the cheesy line like feel like we've known each other forever but you That's have cool. that aura about you to make others feel comfortable and that's Thanks, man. an absolute gift and it's an absolute gift to just be genuine and be completely you so as we as we like everything that you're saying like i love it to a t that's like exactly how i live my life and just want to i mean obviously want to serve others but also in a point that like it's it's not going to affect my it's not going to rob my joy if somebody tells me hey, why are you doing that or why are you doing that? Like, we care about <laughs> what others think, but yeah. not to the point where we let it steal our joy. Yeah, you, totally. You live that. Totally. And, and you know, there are times, dude, where I I do put on the brakes a little bit, as I said, when I can tell it's making other people around me super uncomfortable yeah, right. to just be me, you know, with all the biohacking yeah. stuff. I mean, I am so used to playing with all these gadgets and all the things that I do that – I just think it's. I think people that don't biohack are weird. Are weird, honestly. <laughs> I do too, man. I'm like, I don't understand if you knew about this stuff and how much it could help you. If you don't do it, you're like a weirdo to me. That's it. But I have to understand. Ninety nine point nine point nine percent of the population still thinks you're a weirdo if you're walking around with all these gadgets mm-hmm. and all this stuff. I do. I mean, I have a. I don't. Yeah, I'm not trying to like, humble brag or something, but. I have this device in my car. It's called a, a Nano V. Uh, yeah. It makes it's it's good for oxidative stress and recovery, essentially. And driving really wears me out, so I oftentimes keep it in my car. That thing's like twelve thousand dollars. You know? <laughs> it's like great. you know, it's worth it's one sixth of the cost of the car or something. You know, <laughs> but.
but I keep it in there, and it it has a little cannula you wear in your nose, yeah. like a you know like an oxygen mask type thing. And I and I drive around with that, and sometimes so I'll cool. I'll pull up to like a little, you know, checking out of the parking lot at the movies, and I'll have that thing in, and they're like, oh sir, they think I'm you know uh, I have I'm disabled or something like that. You know, and they'll be extra polite to me. I'm like, no, I'm fine, dog. I'm just a biohacker. That's a I'm good, good way to get discounts. There you yeah. go. So um, those type of things, I realized your average person is not carrying that stuff around in their car, but I just think it's fun and I just want to feel as energetic and and vital as humanly possible. So it's for those reasons also, I'm kind of willing to just be a bit strange because I'm just like, dude, you guys don't get it. You don't know how good you can feel with the help of some of these things, you know? So Big time thank you for joining me on the One Percenter Podcast. Hopefully you took something away from today that you can implement into your own life, that you can improve 1% daily, pouring into yourself so that you can pour into others. And that's what life's about, just living every day with the ultimate joy, passion for what you do, and overall confidence in who you are. Being able to live the life that you want to live without caring how others want you to live it. And if you want to take the next step along with me, right beside me in a community of one percenters, in a tribe of one percenters, check out davidnurseacademy.thinkific.com. The link will be in the show notes. But what this is, is this gets you registered to be part of the family, the one percenter family, taking the 29-day challenge where it goes in-depth, personalized, customized information and questions to me where I work hand-in-hand with you to help you optimize your sleep, your nutrition, your training, and your overall mindset, and literally to make you the ultimate one percenter. So check that out, davidnurseacademy.thinkific.com. Link is in the show notes. But really, that's that's only if you want it. That's if you want to take the next step. You definitely don't have to. I'm just super blessed and super happy to have you along on this journey with me on the One Percenter Podcast. And I'm always trying to improve. I'm always trying to learn. So if you could, leave me some questions. Leave me some comments. Leave a five-star review. That would be great. Or if you think it's a one-star, tell the truth on that too. But anyways, that helps me get on even more guests and helps us all learn together and grow together in any area that we can. And ultimately, that's the joy in life. Think about it. If you can enjoy the journey, enjoy the daily process, enjoy the daily grind, and not have to put your thoughts and hopes and and dreams and the expectations of others or what the world deems a success, but just knowing you're waking up every single day on a mission, on your purpose, following your passion. That's what being a one percenter is about. That's what this podcast is about. Hope you all have a great week. Thank you for supporting the one percenter podcast. Go out there and do something for somebody. Change somebody's life. If you change one life, that is leaving a legacy. The rest is gravy on top. Remember, life is a journey. Enjoy it. David Nurse, one percenter podcast, signing off.